0: We're hoping that the dudes at least are allowed to be there. We're hoping. Um, If if we are, then you better believe we are going to light that place up. This is true. (laughs) We are going to
1: blow the f***ing lid off that place. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared Who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it Started a website where players go to see all their picks The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk They put the plan into motion and it first seemed silly Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exact uh, There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland Lawn, Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. Racingdudes.com for all of your needs. Racingdudes.com for all of your leads. Racingdudes.com for all of your bets. Racingdudes.com as good as it gets. Racingdudes.com for all of your needs. Racingdudes.com for all of your leads. Racingdudes.com for all of your your racing as good as it gets what is up i'm jared welch he's aaron Halterman. this
0: is blinkers off what's up my man
2: what's up jared what's up everybody it's good to be back man it's exciting this uh a, a big week coming up at woodbine one of my favorite uh, weekends of the year the woodbine miles sneaky good race and then those two-year-old races on sunday so a lot of breeders cup implications i know magic's been busy uh writing previews and he'll be busy right this weekend writing recaps uh kind of good to see those breeders cup races really going you know getting going in full swing so a lot to look forward to we kind of transition uh into the fall
0: yep i mean that's the thing we right now we are i mean it's kind of weird because we are it is sort of still in preakness season i guess but we also are very much in breeders cup season we're we're hitting that last uh you know last less than a month now of preps you know the last preps october 10th so we just got we just go run through these really quick uh, these last couple of weeks, and then the Breeders' Cup's here. It's just unbelievable to even think that we're in Breeders' Cup season already. But yeah, you have three Breeders' Cup win-win events this weekend at Woodbine. Two or one on Saturday, the Woodbine Mile, and the two uh, uh, juvenile races, the uh, turf races on Sunday, which are, like you said, are always really fun to watch and and, and have produced some. You know, War of Will, by the way, uh, you know, pr- was produced out of that uh, last year's uh, juvenile race, which of course is running the Woodbine Mile. So yeah, I mean, it does produce. Um, it does produce horses. I guess that was was that last year. That'd have been two years ago. Two right? years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two years ago. So uh, as a two-year-old. So yeah, then he went over and went on went the Preakness. So yeah, I mean that's that's another thing about these two-year-old races. You just never know whether they're on the turf right now. You know, you don't know. I mean, we might see some of these horses enter the you know Derby Trail mix uh, as we move, uh, of course, into that. Yeah, seems like before long, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> somehow uh, but yeah, so obviously Big Show, you know, we're kind of in that middle grounds here right before the Preakness, so uh, the Breeders' Cup is nice to, to fill that void, but you know, let's talk a little bit about some of the Breeders' Cup kind of preps and just in general with Kentucky Downs that just ended, um, set like a, I think it was like 60 million, I think they did, in, in handle for the, for the meet this year, which was definitely a record, um, just unbelievable. It seems like it just gets better and better every year. course they had breeders a couple breeders cup races there um but more than that a lot of these horses are obviously gearing up towards something towards the breeders cup so i kind of thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk about a little bit what you saw at kentucky downs anything that stuck out Mm. and also i think it you know you and i have talked a little bit about this off air how important it is to kind of take what you see from kentucky downs and be like yeah that's great that was impressive but don't put too much stock into it as we move forward to the Breeders' Cup.
2: Really, the races at Kentucky Downs are fairly meaningless uh, as far as moving forward because it's just such a weird track. And uh, some horses just love that track and some don't. Now, that's not to say that the winners at Kentucky Downs just throw them out. I'm just saying if you look at their pattern and you see that at Kentucky Downs, they run better than anywhere else, probably just because they like the track. So don't don't go crazy about that. But uh, I do think we saw a horse that might win... Breeders' Cup race at Kentucky Downs, and that was in premise. I thought he was super impressive, and the good thing about him is we've seen him win at all different kinds of tracks, including Keeneland, where the Breeders' Cup's going to be. So for me, that's the one that's like, okay, he's got a shot to maybe go on and win a Breeders' Cup race. Like he looked like a pretty nice horse, uh, and then obviously uh, seeing Got Stormy come back and win, uh, I was really happy to see that. You know, and it was a powerful performance. Uh, you know, I think there were some people really questioning six and a half furlongs for her, this and that. I thought she was awesome. And then the Wesley Warren train uh, Wesley Ward trained out of door. Um, I thought that horse was really powerful uh winning that race as well. So those were the three that if if three stars of the meet, so to speak, for me. Um but but yeah, in premise. He's the one that I think could could come out of it and maybe win a Breeders' Cup race. Couple
0: a couple horses I want. Um to ask you about just because they are big time horses and and one won one did not, um, you know what you do moving forward if anything. So it got Stormy obviously, uh, came, you know came back finally kind of got back to her form that we're used to seeing. Cut back a distance sounds like they're going to stick with that idea. Um, how dangerous do you you know do you think she is moving forward at going kind of cutting back you know? <sighs>
2: I, you know, she looked much, much better than she had looked in her previous races. So, uh, it's one of those things. I, I kind of want to see another race from her. Hopefully, we get that uh, on, a, on a normal surface, like a normal track, nor, normal configuration. Um, but she looked pretty awesome to me. Like, that was a big takeaway. Like, I thought she would win the race, picked her to win the race after Kamari scratched. And it's like, okay, I'm going to pick her, but I'm not expecting big things. That was never a doubt. So, I think you got to take her serious going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean we know the cl- backlash she has, and I think you know the idea like she doesn't want a mile. Like I, I think she's good. Mm-hmm. I mean I think she showed that she's she can try at a mile, but cutting back has really made her a different horse. I feel like um, the other one, the other big one, I feel like is this horse is is legit in the especially in the past. I mean Zulu Alpha, um, a horse that got beat by uh, Arklow in the Kentucky Turf Cup, <clears throat> you know. That is a good example of a horse that you don't take too much away from what you saw uh, based on, you know, because he just, he was clear he did not really care for the track, kind of had trouble grabbing the track a little bit. But, you know, do you, is that something that you're like, hey, I don't even care. Like that horse, like that just gives me more value moving forward. Like I still think that horse is one of the best in the country.
2: Yeah, I mean, and the other thing about when that race happened, it was just a downpour. And to start the day, it looked like Kentucky Downs hadn't mowed that turf course in like two weeks, and then it rained, and it's like, they're running through like wet weeds out there. (laughs) This is really bad. Uh, All credit to to horses that that were able to win on that surface. I mean, that takes, uh, I I would say, some heart, you know, to just go out there and say, okay, I don't care what the the track's like, I'm going to gut it out. So all credit to that. But yeah, I'm not, again, I'm not holding anything against, you know, a horse that maybe just ran okay over that, uh, and that that was Ulu Alpha. I mean, didn't run bad, but just just an okay race. And yeah, I draw a line through it.
0: Yeah, I, that that, and honestly, I, I, it's 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 a tricky thing because, you, like you say, you don't want to throw out the performances you see from like say an Arklo. but then you also have to assume other other factors that go into Kentucky Downs. You know, um, you know, I had read some quotes from Brad Cox about how he had trained really hard on arc low for this race you know that was the goal the goal was this race whereas we know zulu's alpha zulu alpha uh that was not the goal you know that the goal is is here in you know next couple months uh at the breeders cup so it, you you got to kind of keep those things in mind too the horses that like you say like you said earlier horse for course uh or, you know or just where they really do well or they really were trying to peak them right there because they know article is not going to have any shot to win a breeders cup race but hey we can go steal a I guess that was a was it a million dollar race, um, so it's like hey, why don't we go steal that? You know, so to me, you gotta have to you kind of have to keep those points in mind too when you're talking about how you look at a race moving forward. You know, I, I would be very careful about playing Arklow back.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, uh, and, and really, Kentucky Downs is really set up for the betters more than anything else. It gives you a little one one or one or two week meet where the takeouts pretty low. And you're gonna get some crazy results. You're gonna you gotta keep your head about you. You're gonna miss a lot, but then when you hit, it's a big time score to make up for those that you've missed. So you can't get too down on yourself. But again, like you said, you talk about oh, Arclo, Zulu Alpha, all these horses. Again, you have to take it with a grain of salt as far as projecting what happens in their next race. Do, do I think Arclo? In Zulu Alpha, if they meet up again, do I think Arclo is going to win that race? No, not necessarily. So um, it's just different. It's different. It, it, I said it uh, to you, I think, earlier in this week. It's just kind of fun because uh, horse racing, it, it's a lot of monotony, a lot of just the same stuff over and over and over. And then you get to Kentucky Downs, and it's totally different. Watching it is a different experience. Betting on it's different. So it's just nice to kind of break up. Uh, that monotonous feel of of racing as we go, you know, week by week.
0: Oh yeah, there's nothing. I mean, I definitely don't mean uh, anything uh, bad about. It. I love Kentucky Downs mm-hmm. is so much fun to watch. It's one of my favorite meets all year because it is just something completely different that we don't get to see uh, anywhere else. All right, uh, before we move on to the rest of the show, and of course, lots of Breeders' Cup action. I, you know, we are getting closer here to the Preakness, and all of a sudden, this thing is turning into be quite uh it's kind of lining up to be like we talked about one of the better triple crown races it's very much probably will be the tri- best triple crown race at this point uh now all of a sudden swiss skydiver is back in the mix if they say if, it's, it's almost like tis of Law, if he's like <laughs> if the, he doesn't come swiss skydiver might come now so all of a sudden apparently they're still very much afraid of the Law. swiss skydivers back in the mix uh mystic guide happy saver my anyway, traffic dr post all Possible, Thousand Words, Authentic, Art Collector, Mr. Big News, All Probable, as well as Pneumatic. So, I mean, if you're sitting there getting, uh, uh, you know, Authentic, Art Collector, and Swiss Skydiver, I mean, shit, that's, that's great.
2: Oh, it's going to be the best best one uh, yet, as, as long as Tis the Law and Authentic show up, it'll be the best one yet uh, uh, of the three of uh, the Triple Crown races, and, you know, Swiss Skydiver, she definitely throws an added uh, intrigue into the race for sure. Um, I'm a little surprised by that news. If they wanted to run her, I don't know why like the black eyed Susan would probably be a better race. I think just because I think we saw that, you know, she's probably not at that level of tis the law and authentic for sure. She's already been defeated by art collectors. So it's like, yeah, it's like fourth, the best you're going to do in that race. You know, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was interesting uh, that they, that they mentioned that for her, but at the same time, I would like for her to run for just, just for the storylines, you know, but you're right. It's going to be a good race. And and who knows who to pick here with this authentic tis the law. That's going to be a, that's going to be a big time decision to be made. Do we take what happened in the Derby uh, as the gospel, or do we take what's happened, you know, all earlier in the season and take tis the law again, or do you play the upsetter? And I think with art collector in the race, you at least have that option, you know, a viable third option if you want to take it. So, uh yeah, there's a lot to look forward to with with the uh, Preakness. It's a 12 stake or tw- uh, 12 races all stakes card on Saturday. Uh um, yeah. that's that in itself is very exciting. Uh you know, every every multi-race sequence is going to involve all stakes obviously, so that's cool. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very pumped about the pre. I think it's going to be a huge day.
0: That day is going to be yeah, the black ice season obviously is is shifted over to uh to that day as well so it's just all on one day massive card you know we're gonna have a guide for it of course and uh your work's cut out for you buddy it's definitely aside from the breeder's cup the most uh stakes races you'll (laughs) you'll cover uh for one guide of course Guy, you know stakes analysis for every single one of them so yeah you got your work cut out for that one buddy but um no i mean it makes it fun definitely and i even asked him i was like hey you know there the there's one uh uh arabian race it's like, well, we just don't yep. do that, and you're like, no, nah, let's do it, man. I'm like, really? Yeah, no, let's do uh, it. So, yeah, that—that's dedication this guy's got, guys.
2: I'll know all the horses in that Arabian race. I guarantee it. I, you know, we—they—they uh, they run on the Fair Circuit in California. They run at Delaware, and they'll run a little bit down in uh, Texas too. So, I, <laughs> this isn't the first Arabian race or the last that I'll handicap. I <laughs> promise you that much. <laughs> I don't
0: know if that's impressive or sad, but uh, <laughs> a anyways, anyways. Uh, all right, what's the best things all day?
2: Uh, you know it's it's week two of the NFL tonight, and my Browns are playing, so that's good. But overall, I think um, you know I'm not going to say the best thing I, I saw the Browns. They're usually not, but it's week two in the NFL, and we have no cancellations yet. And I think that's got to be the best thing I've seen. Uh, college games, they seem some of them are canceling, uh, but NFL we're all all on go for week two um so it's good it's good to see we survived week one and now we're we're on to week two
0: uh yeah you know and i they did say it's a, there was a fan at the at the arrowhead game a chiefs game at arrowhead uh that tested positive um and i and it i happen. yeah i mean it's not surprising but uh yeah it, it's not funny i don't want to make light of it but it's there's basically like there's zero talk about any cancellations it's like here's what we're going to do to try to fix this or that you know we, we took all the precautions you know they you know you got they did do like a major uh you know where this guy was who he was around and you know we got tried to get all that figured out to try to limit the exposure but there was no talk of you know i think is it in the game tonight the browns game don't aren't they uh having fans
2: yeah limited capacity i uh, i got it on right now and it's you know it there's not a ton, but there are people there.
0: Well, that's probably about a normal game for the Browns anyway, so it's not like it, yeah, not like that's it right. matters <laughs> too much. Yeah. Uh, now, let's see. Best thing I saw is, I mean, obviously, I could go with the easy answer. Chiefs win 1-0, top of the power rankings, of course. Uh, just pretty much picked up where they left off. Just kind of messed around, it seems like, with Houston uh, most of that game last week. So that was good to see them kind of back in form already. Uh, no real issues there. Uh, obviously, they come back uh, this week on Sunday with the uh, Chargers. Uh, I mean, should be another win, I would think. But uh, the best thing I saw today has to be. This is like don't I've already told you this story, but don't I mean I don't need anybody to report me to like social services. But sometimes when you watch your kid watches a show, one of your favorite shows, you become very proud. And usually it's like I've I've been through this with like the Sandlot, um, Jurassic Park, things of that nature. That you know shows movies that you and I grew up with. That they watch it all of a sudden and you're like, this is awesome. You know, he loves it and we can watch it together. Well, today was a different one. It was step brothers. Uh, (laughs) I'm not exactly proud about it, but I am a little, um, I, it was one of those things that kids were just going crazy today. And I, and I turn and it was, I just was flipping around and I, and cause I just, you and I just got YouTube TV and it was the first thing on. So I just clicked on it. And then I look in there and the boys are just like glued to the TV. <laughs> and so I just like, all right, well that whatever works, right. Any parent knows yeah. that. And, uh, and Cohen comes in, he's watching the show and I can hear the scene, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the drum set <laughs> scene when he's trying to, t- and uh, he comes in and he goes, uh, Daddy, that one guy is mean. He touched his drums.
1: <laughs> I know you touched my drum set and I want to hear that dirty little mouth admit it. You get out of my face or I'm going to roundhouse your ass. You swear in your mom's life that you didn't touch it then. I don't have to swear to shit. I was like I uh, know,
0: right? <laughs> Luckily, he did not know what he used to touch his drums, but uh, <laughs> uh, but no, you know, it was a very proud moment for me, you know. Uh, so That's he likes Step Brothers now, so we can watch that together.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. I to be clear,
0: it. it was it was on cable. It was like on Comedy Central or something. So it was it was edited. So I, I got, got at least giving myself that credit, but uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh so yeah, it's my cool. son watching Step Brothers for the first time has to be my four-year-old son, by the way. Uh it has to be the best thing I saw today. <laughs> All right, today's show, we're gonna preview Saturday's rico Woodbine Mile Stakes at Woodbine. It's a Breeders' Cup you're In Challenge Series event for the fan duel mile. Then we're gonna get rapid fire selections from the other stakes action this weekend at Woodbine and Belmont Park, including the Belmont Oaks Invitational Stakes. Let's
2: go!
1: In the gate for the $1 million Rico Woodbine Mile. And they're off.
0: Saturday at Woodbine race nine. The Rico Woodbine mile stakes a grade one with one million dollars for three-year-olds and up going one mile on the turf. It is a Breeders' Cup win in you in event for the fan duel mile. Field of eight lines up for this one. Boy, it's a hell of a field, too. Two to one on War of Will. We mentioned him earlier. The number eight horse draws the outside. Five to two on his stablemate for Marcassi, Five-to-on march to the arch uh so you, you know you have that kind of dilemma of which cast you to go with there. obviously very good at woodbine but then you also have chad brown bringing in value proposition the seven horse at six to one starship jubilee uh coming back to woodbine very good there four to one the philly uh <clears throat> a mare i guess i should say and uh Cheryl spite a horse that <laughs> at one point was going to run <laughs> in like ca- countless ra- uh you know triple crown <laughs> races i feel like but uh is it is here eight to one uh, so you kind of have a, a, a nice mix of horses that obviously are very good, but also horses that give you some options. Yeah,
2: this is a hell of a race. It always is. It's always a very good race. It's always exciting. Um, yeah, there's a ton of options in here, like you said, and it, it, it took him a while for me to figure out who I was going to pick here. I went back to an old friend of mine, and this is, I, I say a friend now because of what happened last time out, uh, but he's also been a horse that has really pissed me off in the past. But last time out in the King Edward Stakes, which was over this track and on at this distance, March to the Arch wins at 7-2, was my top pick, and won by over two links. And the, the moral of the story for, for March to the Arch, don't get him stopped. Just keep him in the clear. Do not get him stopped. Every race, he gets into traffic trouble. Every damn time, I pick him, and it's like, he should have won, and it's like... Traffic trouble, again, I mean, you look at his running lines, he loses by a head, he loses by a length, he loses by a couple of lengths, and, and these are big races. It's just like if he'll just keep him out of trouble, he, he's, you know, he's got a great shot. And, um, and then we saw it last time out. He, he, he kept, it, kept him out of trouble, he had a clear lane, and he just blew by those horses. So I went right back with March of the Arch here. Um, I, I think the mile is perfect for him. You know, he likes Woodbine, and that's a big factor because this track does play very different than than all the other turf tracks, in my opinion. Uh, So, him having a win over the surface is great. And, uh, you know, I think five to two, I'm hoping he's going to float up because War of Will's in the race, and I think he will definitely be the favorite and take the money. And then you got a Chad Brown runner in here, you got Starship Jubilee, like you mentioned, that's going to take money. So, I think we're going to get every bit of that five to two. So, I really like March of the Arch here. I think he's going to. Come right back here and win again.
0: Yeah, I, I really, honestly, he's the, he's the Cassie horse I like most to be honest, because you know he's two for two at Woodbine. You know this distance, he has a couple wins. Um, obviously, ran his best, one of his best career races, uh, definitely uh, last time out, like you said here at Woodbine. So I think he's he's live, and he and you know in a race that I feel like is going to be reasonably uh, quick on the front end. Uh, he 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 has a nice closing kick. Like I say, just give him, let him, don't give him in trouble. Um, it is it is interesting that Hernandez does shift over to War of Will, who he rode last, which obviously very impressive. So Hernandez uh, switches over. Obviously, a lot of the regular riders not coming in, um, but uh, Hernandez, who did ride uh, March to the Arch last time out, is riding War of Will here, who came, you know it's coming in off of that July uh, really impressive win in the Maker's Mile uh ran a career high buyer that day plain and simple none doesn't matter the you know the turf or dirt career high buyer at 100 uh so war of will obviously looms dangerous but i do feel like he definitely will be the one that takes most of the money so if i'm gonna if i'm looking for value i kind of like march of the Arts better than i like uh war of will because you do have Admiral admiral appear you've got uh the uh the the one the oh sure spike um that's got mm-hmm. cause that has some speed um you know our mystic day has some front end speed so i feel like the the, the pace will be pretty honest so it should set up for a horse like i mean war of will should set a nice trip too uh i think we've seen that how you know my thing with him is how good was that was the maker's mile The fact is he likes Woodbine, he likes his distance, he will be dangerous. I I couldn't go past number 7 value proposition though. You get there's a lot to like here for this Chad Brown horse shipping in obviously. 6 to 1 is one big thing to like as well. You know, coming in off of that third place effort in the poker, you might say, "Well, you know, that wasn't that great." And I agree, but if you watch that cl- race closely, the horse definitely had a little bit of a steady about the 8th pole down the stretch and kind of Basically, at that point, Irad just stopped riding him. Um, so that I don't, I'm not gonna sit here and say he would have won, but I think it would have been closer. And I, I don't necessarily think that number would have been as low as it was. He came back off of his a long absence since running last year, came back and ran a 100 buyer right off the bat. So you're getting third off the bench here. This horse has been working out like crazy. Two straight bullets at Saratoga, and Chad Brown, man, you just cannot deny what Chad Brown does with these horses when he brings them in. For instance, you know, like this kind of layoff, he's 25%, turf, he's 26%, routes, he's 26. I mean, this horse or this guy is just clearly unbelievable when he when he has these horses ready, and you know he does. And you know how I feel about when you got a Chad Brown horse, you know, uh, with Clarevich, and and you get you get some value there. And so I I think value proposition is exactly that a value.
2: Yeah, I like that horse as well. I hope that six to one holds up because I think that is a square price. And I want to go to a horse that you mentioned a couple times and we haven't really talked about in depth, who's kind of my long shot play in here, and that's Admiral Lee Pier, the six horse. Uh, you know, you look at this horse at, at Woodbine this year, uh, you know, two starts in grade two races, second both times, uh, including second last time out to my top pick, March to the Arch. I mean, if you get 10 to one on this horse, I think that looks awfully, awfully good. And I think that stands to the reason that you're going to get 10 to one, The horse has been eight to one in his last two races. Uh, but you look for, you looked at at Tampa Bay to kick off the season in the Tampa Bay. This horse pulled off an upset at 21 to one and beat March the arch. That was one of those races where March the arch got all kinds of of trouble. Uh, like, like he does almost every race except for last time out. So this horse is capable of springing upsets. You know, he's a woodbine veteran. He's been around at woodbine. What seems like forever. Um, at ten to one, I think he's the value play for me, uh, and the one that at least I'm going to look that underneath. It's not trying to mix him in to the pick threes, pick fours, pick fives. Uh, I, I just think ten to one's too good of a price on a horse that consistently runs well over this track. Uh, so yeah, he, he's definitely in play for me. I, I like your top pick value proposition, and I would I would say War of Will uh, certainly can win. Um, probably more of a defensive use for me. Uh, then on top, though, uh, I, I really don't want him to beat me. But also, I don't really want a favorite uh, of what I think is going to be 7 or 8 to 5 in here, Warville. I, and I, I don't know. I'm a little concerned about the gap in, in, his, in his races, too. Uh, where's he been? Like, he won a grade one on the turf. He's trained by Mark Cassie, who certainly doesn't save horses. So, you know, he, he runs them when they're good. So I think that's kind of strange that he's been away for a while.
0: Yeah, and you talk about a horse uh, that uh, that likes Woodbine. You know, got to talk about the old mare here, Starship Jubilee. Uh, loves Woodbine. Thirteen starts um, uh, on Wet Woodbine, six wins at this distance, eight starts, five wins. I mean, this is right up her alley. I mean, perfect back home. You know, has been running kind of everywhere, uh, including the last two at uh, you know f- facing some decent horses. Who so goes to Saratoga? wins the Boston Spall, then goes and faces Rushing Fall and Mean Mary and Sister Charlie, heard of them, and gets forced to those those three right there. So, you know, she beats Sister Charlie, the uh, two-back. So, I mean, I know Sister Charlie, we've we've talked about this a lot, that, you know, she's maybe not what she was, but she's cutting back to the distance she likes. She's getting the back to the track she really is good at. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be shocking to see, and, you know, she's four to one. So, I, I mean, I think she's... Very much a play here.
2: No, I I, I don't know. I, I'm skeptical of her. Uh, that's kind of the one I'm going to try to beat here. The one I'm going to leave off. Uh, which I could come back to bite me, but I, I kind of think she's a bit overhyped. Uh, you know, yeah, okay, she did beat Sister Charlie, two back. But the next time out, she got smoked. Uh, I don't really think... I didn't, you know, I don't really think... She was ever going to beat those top three horses that day, so I, I'm going to I'm going to take a little bit of a stand against her. It might backfire, but it's an awfully tough spot for Starship Jubilee. I mean, it'd be one thing if 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 she was up against Phillies and, and and in a little bit easier spot. This is the Grade One Woodbine Mile, toughest race to win at Woodbine all year. I I think she might be up against it a little bit Saturday. Yeah,
0: she she's definitely they're asking a lot from her for sure. I I just think that this horse is is proven enough to where she's uh, she's she's very capable of of running consistent races and you get her back to a track that she likes and get her back to a distance she likes she could have something to say uh but yeah I mean I agree that you know you're asking a lot and even uh, you know her kind of best numbers uh kind of match up her average numbers usually are, are about where these a little less than what these some of these top horses are uh, you know, like your war of wills and your uh, your value proposition and stuff like that. So I I do think mm-hmm. she's going to be asked to go and has to run something special. But at the same time, I think she's capable of it. I'm not I'm not I'm not there with you, man. I'm going to have to play her. I'm not going to let her beat me. Um, and the last horse that I want to mention is you know Sheryl Spite, the horse that you know a lot of people have been hearing now because <laughs> yeah. a horse that was at one point going to run the Kentucky Derby and then no, it's going to run the Preakness and now here we are. <laughs> it's like. The horse never left, pretty much, you know. And so now the horse is back, back on the turf after debuting on the turf, winning by eight. Then goes and wins at Grade Three on the on the uh, synthetic and wins. But I mean, this horse has only ran two races. It's kind of hard to believe. Uh, do you? I mean, do you do you think this horse is like halfway interesting? Like, is, is he kind of could he kind of be freaky? We just don't know it yet. I
2: don't think so. <laughs> would be the best way <laughs> yeah. uh, I could answer He's so that. Confident. I, I don't think this is the right spot for him. Uh, I, I wish they would have found a little bit easier. But I do think he's a pretty good horse. But I don't think he's ready to knock heads with March of the Arch, War of Will, uh, Starship Jubilee even. And, 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 you know, when you – this is kind of a dumb statement. But this, this is a pretty much just as hard to ask as the Kentucky Derby would have been. The only difference is it is on a surface that we know he can – he can perform on well. But these horses are darn good. Like, they're throwing this horse into the deep end of the pool. You talk about going a mile on the turf in North America. These are some of the better ones that you're going to see. So um, I'm not too confident in his chances.
0: Well, you know, one thing about him is that I think he's going to have a factor in the race. And what I mean is he's a horse who hasn't ran since the end of July. He's obviously been trying to get geared up for the Kentucky Derby at one point um they've been wanting to run this horse and he hasn't he's going to be ready to roll and he has plenty of front end speed so he is going to secure plenty of pace in this race which i think is why i like so much value proposition and i like your march to the arch horses that should be coming late because i do feel like you're going to have a solid pace to run into um and i think Cheryl spite is one of those horses that's going to secure that but uh final thoughts here. Okay, real quickly before we give our last pick, do you what do you feel? Okay, so this is a win you're in uh for the fan duel mile, and we talked a little bit about it, but I mean, do you think there's several like I mean, say War Wheel wins here? Obviously, he's proven that he's very legit on the turf, especially. Uh, obviously, if Chad Brown wins, we know that horse is automatically a top contender. Um, but uh, you know, is there any horses in here that you think really are legit contenders to win the Breeders' Cup?
2: I think yes, for sure, only because is there a more wide open race right now than the mile? I mean, who are you picking in the mile right now? Right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's exactly. wide, wide open. So listen, if you get March to the Arch gets a clean trip and wins easy, hell yeah, I think he's got a great shot. You think th- if War of Will wins this race, who's already won a Grade One race going a mile on the turf where the Breeders' Cup's going to be held, and then he comes up and wins a win, win by mile, hell yeah, I think he's got a shot to win. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think I think we definitely are looking at some contenders here, um, you know. And then if somebody like Admiralty Peer wins, then maybe we go well, maybe not. But but uh, yeah, if some of these big horses win, even Value Proposition, uh, Starship Jubilee, Cheryl's Fight, you know, if they win and they look good, I don't see any reason why they're not prime time contenders.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, so final pick, I am on Value Proposition, and what do you got?
2: I'm gonna go March to the Arch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> time for rapid fire presented by racing dudes premium that's for years racing dudes handicap products have been helping horse players around the world cash more tickets <laughs> with a full team of professional handicappers don't miss your chance to cash in big with the racing dudes subscribe to racing dudes premium and get our upcoming Preakness stakes wager guide absolutely free now available on our products page at racingdudes.com just last week we saw a premium user cash to pick five costing 96 dollars for over eight thousand dollars all right we got three rapid fire races. We're going to talk about uh, one at Belmont Park on Saturday. Then we're gonna go back to Woodbine on Sunday for some two-year-old racing. Let's go to uh, let's go to Belmont Park on Saturday. The Belmont Oaks Invitational. It's race five. It's a grade one. We're 250K. For, uh, it's a fit for Philly's three-year-olds going one and a quarter miles on the turf. And uh, nothing really here to get too excited about, right? You got... Uh, even uh, even Money on Magic Attitude, which is a great name, uh, obviously. I, I, I think they named that after Magic. And uh, it's a r- field of five. So you get the two-horse of Even Money coming in. Eight, nine to five on Antoinette. Uh, six to one on Setting the Mood. Eight to one on Keep And Ney Blanche. Five bad last time. So... Who wants to actually
2: go a mile and a quarter here, and who can get it done? Well, I, I went with Magic Attitude on top because of the first thing you just said. I think a mile and a quarter is definitely uh, right up her alley. It's the best name since Good Magic, you know. <laughs> I love horses they name after Magic, so uh, <laughs> I'm super stoked that Magic Attitude uh, is named after Curtis, so that's great. Um, but in all seriousness, the main number one reason I picked Magic Attitude to win the race is I don't really think any of these horses in here are all that good so if she's any good at all she should be able to win the race uh and and that's just kind of a shitty way to say i think this race kind of sucks and this european shipper if she she comes over here and is the is close to the real deal should be able to get a victory here. So, magic attitude. Um, I'm expecting big things from this horse. I'm expecting the horse to get a, a good, solid trip, kind of stalking the pace in this short five-horse field. And hopefully when the mile and a quarter kind of hits some of these horses square in the face, this horse will just keep running.
0: Yeah, dude. It's So, this one is this one's pretty interesting because he, she's she's a, a, a Galileo filly, and she's a full sister to Mission Impossible, who came uh over here and and finished second to rushing fall i think it was like a couple years ago maybe um but yeah i mean it's obviously a very nice nicely bred horse a horse that uh looked good overseas and ran two group one races over there and didn't embarrass herself whatsoever so yeah you gotta think that you know against this field uh you, you definitely shouldn't be too too worried right it's
2: it's gotta be the easiest field she's faced right
0: it has to but here's the thing and i and, and i think and i think and this is why i have, i'm not picking her it's because yeah. i i've been burned by frankly a couple in here you know nage blanche a horse that i really liked in the Del Mar oaks uh just you know as it was kind of a similar thing where it's just you know the first start uh first start since uh or first start in us Uh, and finishes fourth and then you know and then Antoinette a horse that I didn't pick but was in that Saratoga Oaks I I can't remember the name of that horse who I picked but I think it was another international horse coming in and just was awful and so it's like I just feel like I I get these wrong when I have this horse coming overseas so I thought Antoinette looked really good at the Saratoga Oaks I think she is uh obviously can handle the distance we've seen that uh you know I, to me uh, she's the best horse in this race that we know of right yep. um yeah. you know so i think i'm just gonna stick with what i know <laughs> uh she's been working out well uh didn't blow out last time out uh, so I, I think she you know th- i think this race might be a, a tad tougher than the Saratoga oaks just in general because uh because i think that horse that you're picking is might be better than what she's faced last time out but i mean come on it's not that much better so i honestly the way i vision this race she's speed she just goes out to the front and she just wires the field like they just aren't very good and they can't close so uh i'm on number five antoinette all right let's move to sunday and let's go back to woodbine race seven the summer stakes Grade one or 250k for two-year-olds going one mile on the turf and it's a breeders cup winning year in event both these are for the juvenile turf uh, a really important race every year both these are uh field of seven lines up for this one we don't have the odds out quite yet but still this i mean it's just These are always fun races to watch and and see on paper, especially because you get to see kind of these well-bred horses who are very lightly raced and and obviously entering grade one uh, competition here. Download, Secret Potion, Ready to Repeat, Gretzky the Great, American Monarch, uh, Heat of the Night, and Dolder Grand. Nice little field here, what do you think?
2: I think this is a very good field, like you just said, and boy, you wanna talk about great names, here's another one, Gretzky the Great. I mean, that hits me right between the eyes. I love Gretzky the Great, I love Wayne Gretzky. Uh, You know, uh, so I'm going to go with Gretzky the Great on top, not because of the name. Let me explain why now. Uh, This horse has looked very, very good uh, at at Woodbine. Two wins in a row. I thought last time out really looked impressive. And I honestly think a mile might help this horse a little bit. I I could kind of see him uh, with a little bit slower pace up front really stretch out nicely uh here to this mile distance i think mark cassie's gonna have a pretty big weekend there at woodbine let's hope i pick mark to the arch now i'm going with gretzky the great uh, i think this source is up and coming i think he's got more to give than what we've seen so far um so i'm gonna go gretzky the great on top
0: i i this field is awesome let me just go yeah. through a few let me just go through a few of these horses just and kind of give a little bit of info on these so obviously you have the Chad Brown um, these are just ones that stood out to me Chad Brown who lost on debut at Saratoga going to mile 16th, cuts back here but you have Peter Brandt um, uh, that owned uh, you guys into mischief $470,000 uh, purchase and obviously same connections as Fog of Fog- the War that came in and won this race so you have uh, uh, Gretzky the Great you met Grace Gretzky the Great you mentioned a Nyquist horse which is funny um, yeah. for Mark Cassie again uh, very well bred horse, and, and obviously going to be tough here. American Monarch, American Pharaoh horse. So, that I mean, for Bill Mott, uh, you know, it was a, a really impressive at Saratoga. Uh, Beat Secret Potion, who I just mentioned a second ago, but obviously any American Pharaoh two year old is exciting to watch. Uh, and then the one big one here for me uh, obviously, Heat of the Night, a summer front, should like the turf, did, did on debut at Goldstream Park. Dolder Grand was a horse that I uh, was very intrigued with. Horse was bet really hard on debut. It was an $800,000 purchase for Mark Cassie. Uh, ran at Woodbine on debut, finished third. Just, you know, didn't necessarily start the greatest and, and just kind of didn't have a huge burst going down the lane, which ultimately is the reason why I didn't pick him. But you have to think, and we know these very well with two-year-olds, that the second start can obviously sometimes be completely different than the first start. In a horse that was purchased for $800,000 and was bet down to like seven to five or eight to five on debut, you would have to think this horse is bound to run a little bit better this time out, and so uh, to me, Dolder Grand was a horse that I seriously considered here. Um, but ultimately, I picked Secret Potion. You know, Chad Brown—it's hard to go against that. I'm gonna—you're I'm gonna, gonna roll with the Mark Cassidy connection uh, on these uh, turf races at Woodbine. I'm rolling with the Chad Brown. Both—both both can work out very well. Uh, Secret Potion—I thought looked really good on debut just american monarch looked better ran him down but you know he did all the dirty work on the front end didn't go necessarily fast that day but a horse you know first time out it kind of seemed like too the horse was got a little lazy and then when once the horse got up next to him it kind of like oh wait i need to i need to go and it was a little too late going to mile 16 cutting back to the mile but listen i mean chad brown's percentages are just insane Maiden, meaning he hasn't won. Second start, 35%. First time LASIKs, 14%. Uh, he's extremely good off this kind of layoff at almost 30%. He, I, Just the percentages are all there uh, for Secret Potion. I definitely feel like he's going to be very tough uh, uh, to beat here. So I think he's going to be... Turn the tables on American Monarch, and I think he's going to win. For, again, win this race for Chad Right.
2: Just real quick, I, I, I am so agreeing that American Monarch Secret Potion are the next two very interesting ones in this race because I thought that was a really good maiden race and it's very important to point out that maiden race is at Saratoga on Travers Day and that's when you debut your big horses on those big races so i'm super interested in those two coming back as well I, I i think those two are i've got a big shot to make a make a big impact here all right
0: and finally race nine the thomas stakes grade one 250k for two-year-old phillies going one mile on the turf Field of seven lines up for this breeders cup winning your end race for the juvenile phillies turf again another very important race on the road to the breeders cup Field of seven like i said stunning princess uh seasons sleek links for cassie dreaming of drew uh, Alda for Motion. You've got Lady Spite Spear at, for Adfield and big, plan, big, big plans for Gonzalez. But, you know, again, this is a, one of those that you have a lot of potential with some of these horses. And you look at a horse like Alda, who's coming in off of that stakes win at Woodbine uh, last time out, Grand Motion. We know what he can do on the turf. I mean, uh, is this the horse to pick here? No,
2: it's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, hopefully it's not. All right, so here we go. We got a little, we got a little tricky with this one, right? I went and, and spoiler alert, we picked the same horse. I went number three, Sleek Links on top. Yeah. So let's see if, let's see if our reasonings are the same, right? So, eight hundred, or I'm sorry, three hundred thirty-five thousand dollars purchase. That's good. Uh, Warfront uh, Philly. That's good. Mark Cassie, Gary Barber, great combination. This horse was bet like a very good horse on debut. Pounded. Uh, yeah, at Gulfstream, July 23rd, and was just kind of green. You know, that's really the only way to say it. It took the lead. She looked like she was going to be a winner and just kind of idled, I think, in the stretch a little bit. Uh, got second, only got beat a half. Just was kind of a goofy acting horse. Look at the workout pattern since then. They, they shipped the horse right to Woodbine after that. She's had some serious works. She looks like she's, you know, they're, they're really working on her. They're really trying to get her... Uh, you know, a little more focused. Comes right back after losing a maiden special weight on debut at Gulfstream. Not like it's at Saratoga, where you're facing probably four or five stakes horses. At Gulfstream in July, not that great of a maiden special weight, most likely. He goes right to a grade one off of it. That's a very good sign to me. There's a lot of a lot of races this horse could run. And oh, by the way, they run maiden special weights for 123000 at Woodbine. So it's not like... <laughs> It's a it's a small purse that this horse would have would have ran in if you're going with a maiden special light. So to run her here, I think cassie has got big plans for this horse. I think she's going to run a big race. I went number three, Sleek Links, to win this one.
0: Dude, I know I'm with you. Uh, I, I you pretty much said everything I you know I thought about this uh, about this horse this race. I, I just think you know obviously it was bet like a like her purchase price was frankly. And, you know, she just, just kind of was four wide and just had some issues and just bumped. And, you know, it just wasn't a very clean race for her. Um, but the big thing for me was that you're sitting here and, you know, she could... Like you say, that was on a maiden. So she, she's running this race as a maiden, similar to what the Chad Brown horse is doing that I picked Secret Push in the last race. And you could have ran her anywhere, and here she is. So, obviously, Cassie's wanted to run her here, and nothing's changed to that. Uh, you know, I, I just... I'm a big believer in these two year olds really rebounding off of that that have some sort of potential, you know, on debut, rebounding into something really nice second start. Like I think sometimes it can be an illusional to you know, when you see these horses that maybe had a ton of hype and then they just kinda of run okay and they you're like, Well, they're not very good. Well wait for the second start. Um, and the fact that Cassie's running her here says a lot about what he thinks about her. You know, she's obviously like at that purchase price, you know she's impeccably bred and she is. It's a daughter of Warfront uh so she you know we know the turf is her thing and you know I just you kind of has that feel to me just to be honest like kind of has that feel that is a horse that we'll hear from down the road a lot you know Gary Barber owns so you got those similar uh you know similar connections that we know and uh obviously very very well bred as well so that's my boy Woo! Odell, there he is. Odell, there he is. Odell. <laughs> okay, there you go. But hey,
2: notice again, outside the pocket, you gotta get him on the move. A perfect pass.
0: That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Yep. All right, that was that's that's gonna have to stay because that was right in the middle of my uh, my spiel there. But um, but yeah, so there you go. I think and it, I think also you have to look at just the fact that I'm not necessarily scared, too scared of many of these uh, uh, in this
2: race. Th- that's just it. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the race before I thought we had some real, real runners, this race, it's like, yeah, I, I could, I could try to take a mate and, you know, so, um, yeah, I'm with you. Let's see what happens. Uh, I, I don't know that these two-year-olds here are going to win a Breeders' Cup race. I think the Colts may be a little stronger, but we'll see. I mean, the, the two-year-old races can definitely surprise you, so this is going to be a good race.
0: All right. You and I are both on. We're taking a little bit of a flyer here. Number three, Sleek Links. It's <laughs> all the time we have to check out on for free picks and our premium selections on our Hangout Products page. with the products link at main menu at RacingDudes.com to learn more. Uh, we're currently covering 30-plus tracks all from free picks. We're on Twitter, at Racers for Dudes, Instagram, and Facebook. Listen us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, even a website at RacingDudes.com uh go make sure uh, make sure to go check out the magic Mike show they did the late pick four at woodbine as well uh, on saturday so if you want some more analysis of uh that woodbine mile as well as the rest of that uh, uh sequence go check them out the magic Mike show on all those same uh platforms all right uh Turns out that was not a touchdown. I'm not happy about that. Uh, he caught it, but he was his knee was down like at the one inch yard line. So uh, that's awesome. That'll be his final catch of the game. His only catch of the game. So, uh, but no, uh, looks like the Browns are getting ready to score again. Um, what else? Uh, some big uh, updates coming to the site. Uh, you know nothing. Yeah. To, you know we're we're down the road. You know we're uh, probably later this very end of this year. You know we're we're. <laughs> Do it seriously this time and we got some very big updates so if, definitely if you're a subscriber if you're a premium subscriber you're gonna love what we've got coming your way um and magic if you're still tuning in uh you're gonna love how easy it is for you so
2: yes yeah um, yeah big time like I said probably december uh we're working on it now so it's gonna be nice uh, it's you're not gonna recognize the site in a good way yeah so <laughs> yeah and
0: you know yeah. i think i think uh all around uh this I don't even want to spoil it, um, so yeah, just be uh, keep your eyes out for that. In the next couple of months, we'll be testing it out, and yeah, yep. final release later on in the year. All right, uh, I think your Browns, I think your Br- the way they're moving the ball, I think the Browns are going to win. Um, yeah, I feel,
2: feel good about the Browns. They look good. Um, but, uh, you know, it's I, 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 I've never, I never really had an NFL team. I've always just, I mean, I watch the NFL religiously, but it's always, I just never grew up with a team. I'm an OU fan, oh. uh, you know. And, well, they gave it to him. They gave him Holy! The touchdown. I'll be damned. Wow! But I was gonna say uh, Browns. I adopted the Browns when they drafted Baker, and I've adopted uh, the Arizona Cardinals when they drafted Kyler Murray. So that that was a big win for for Arizona to, to beat San Francisco at San Francisco's. I'm pumped
0: uh, I, for both my teams. You know, I you know I'm a fan of Kyler, and I think he's yeah. I, I think he's the real deal, and he he is he. Uh, he finally got himself—not to say that Larry Fitz isn't a, a weapon—but he got himself a, a a weapon like Hopkins, and uh, and I think just another year under his belt, both for him and the coach. Uh, I I mean they're gonna be they're gonna they're gonna be dangerous on the NFC side, no doubt. Um, our Cowboys pick did not do well. Uh, of course, in typical Cowboys fashion, they lost a the game they should have won. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I. I <laughs> Our Chiefs side looks fine. Um, yeah, I don't know about the Cowboys. I,
2: week Week Three, Chiefs Ravens Monday Night Football. That's going to be a game. I've been, I think those two. I've already been talking to Ricky next. about that.
0: So because he's a he's a Baltimore fan, and uh, yeah. I'll tell you the kind of guy yeah. Ricky is. He texts me like the night of the Chiefs game. He's like, "Hey man, just wish you luck tonight. You know, it's glad glad def football back, and yeah, you I know, love watching yeah. my homes and." It's like, yeah, that's a, that's a good comment. It's like, but of course, mine's like, we're gonna beat your ass week three, dude. So, uh, but no, that'll be a, you know, you had two of the young talents, obviously with Deshaun and and Mahomes, sure. and now you have got the, you know, kind of like the new, you know, I guess Brady uh, Brady Manning thing. Hopefully, for the next ten years with Lamar and and uh, and Mahomes. So um, that seems like you're gonna. We it seems like it definitely seems the way these two teams are that. That's a like when they when they play in the regular season. That's a preview to what we're going to see in the in 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 the playoffs. You know, I feel like that's going to be something we're going to see more off more times than not. So uh, can't wait. It's good. To, it's cool to have that early in the season too, when both teams yep. are hopefully very healthy um, as yeah. well. So uh, can't wait for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, just glad to have football back, of course, and I'm glad that Odell's touchdown counted. I I don't know <laughs> I don't know what a touchdown is anymore. I'll be real honest because <laughs> I, I I'm watching it on my phone. Uh, but I mean, I, it's clear and it's, uh, it's, it's not, it's muted. So I can't, I guess, hear what they're saying, but I, I don't know any way possible that was a
2: touchdown. I hate, I, I had, I had, but this is not a lie. Five people text me. So I can't believe they gave that to him. So <laughs> nobody knows what a touchdown is. Nobody thought that was either. So
0: <laughs> maybe the ball was still sort of bobbling until he like rolled into, I don't know, but i don't i don't either. care i don't care it just yeah. it's happy it happened me
2: neither i'll take any uh, touchdown i can get all
0: so. right uh all right everyone good luck this weekend at woodbine obviously preakness will have a lot of preakness chatter next week as we get closer the guide will be out uh for for pre-sale on next week next week as well uh so check that out and of course from there it's just all hands on deck for the breeders Cup build up cannot wait uh, no fans what the Beaters Cup this year, unfortunately, it sounds like, but we're hoping that the dudes at least are allowed to be there. Uh, we're hoping. Um, if if we are, then you better believe we are going to light that place up. <laughs> this is true. We are gonna blow the fucking lid off that place. So if they allow us there, watch watch out. Alright, I'm Jared Walsh <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> what? Well, I was going to say, there goes our chance to get invited
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hopefully they don't listen uh, Yeah, but, well
1: they don't That's
0: true. <laughs> I'm Jared Welch, he's Aaron Ultimate Good luck to you.
1: Good as it gets for all of your needs dudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets.